All right, it is time for episode three of LJHS Bros Undisputed Podcast here. Christian Maggio with me is Jay Motter and Anthony Salazar. And we are ready to get action after a week off. We are ready to get a lot of action here in episode three. Yep. All right, let's do it. All right, so starting again with the, the NFL slate, a lot going on in the last couple of weeks, but uh, let's focus on uh, week seven. Let's go straight to the beginning of the week here on Thursday night. Scary sight for the Chiefs as Patrick Mahomes uh, goes down. They say he'll be out about three to five weeks. So uh, kind of the first question of the podcast, what's the rest of the season going to look like for the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, man, I – Patrick Mahomes is that team. The Chiefs, honestly, besides Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill, I mean, it's not. It doesn't really look like the strongest team ever. I mean, we all know that sometimes yeah. their defense can have a lot of troubles. I mean, not really on Thursday night, but then again, you have to think they're playing against Joe Flacco. <laughs> but um, I mean, really, the Chiefs. I think that just ruins their playoffs hope. I think I think they could miss the playoffs if they don't if Matt Moore can't pull through and win a couple of these games without Patrick Mahomes. Well, I think the Chiefs will be all right, honestly. Once Mahomes comes back, I mean, they're still a playoff team, wild card team probably. And uh they could probably still make a deep run in the playoffs. And you know, we'll see how it goes this next few weeks without Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. I mean the looking ahead at the Chiefs schedule, um considering okay, so the next let's consider that he's out four weeks so the four games he would miss the Chiefs still don't have their bye over any of those weeks yikes so, so they would face the Packers next week L they would face the Minnesota Vikings another the week L. after oh they would face the Tennessee Titans the week after that which could be a win for the Chiefs and then the Los Angeles Chargers so um two of those possibly could still be wins um, I don't see them winning the next two weeks without without Mahomes. But, um, you know, it's going to come down to how Matt Moore plays. And, I mean, considering the game last night, he it, or Thursday night, he did not do too bad against the Broncos. Uh, 10 for 19 for 117 and a touchdown. And I'd say the Broncos are similar, maybe even a little bit better than the Titans and the Chargers. So, I think – uh, Matt Moore could come out of this uh, with a two and two record, considering Mahomes is only out four weeks. Yeah, and that would be a a solid performance for Matt Moore if they could go right. five hundred through four games. Yeah, that's all they could hope for. Yeah, so I mean that it, it's going to be interesting to see because the Chiefs. So the Chiefs, you know, it, it's a turning point in the year for the Chiefs, especially after. Um, losing to the Colts and losing to the Texans, which were two losses that you didn't really expect um, the Chiefs to have there. So, um, you know, that's going to magnify those um, even more so when when you considering that having Mahomes, they should have won both of those. Yeah. But, I mean, really, I mean, in the Colts game, Patrick Mahomes started having problems. And I'm really surprised he uh, played – he played the full game versus the Texans. And then versus um, the Broncos, I really don't think that QB sneak was very smart at all. Yeah. Considering he's already all banged up. Right. And, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really think it's Patrick Mahomes' fault that he's hurt now. I just think it's uh, the coaching, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a bad call. I, he should have never done yeah. that QB sneak. 
I mean, because injuries are just bound to happen when you get down there in the trenches like that. Right. Yeah, because especially when you have a quarterback as good as Patrick Mahomes, your number one goal has to be to protect your quarterback from any of those types of situations. And and really what they did was put him in a situation like that. So um, really not a smart decision on the part of the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's move on to – uh, Sunday, what what do you guys think were some games that, that popped out to you guys on Sunday? Well, I think uh, first off, we should talk about, I mean, what is wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, man. They came in this year looking to be a, a Super Bowl contender, and right now they look like a top 10 lottery pick contender. Right now. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not good. I mean, they just got blown out by the Dallas Cowboys, who have looked absolutely horrible in the past three weeks. And, I mean, Dallas just looked like a Super Bowl team versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And now the Philadelphia Eagles sit at three and four in their division. Um, they'll be in second place. And, I mean, you never know. The Giants could turn it on and surpass the Eagles, and the Eagles could just be at the bottom of the NFC East. I mean, you never know what what's going to happen. And I really don't see the Philadelphia Eagles turning around anytime soon until – their offense and defense figure things out yeah yeah that's for sure but you know you said it talking about the nfc east the nfc east is is a toss-up pretty much uh other than the washington redskins who still are winless but um other than that the cowboys are four and three um the eagles are three and four and the giants are two and five so only two games separating first um, and third. So really any of those three teams uh, still with the shot, if they are able to turn it around or with have a shot very well to win that division and get it into the playoffs. Yeah. I think the only player on the Eagles right now that isn't just horrible right now is Carson Wentz. Obviously I mean, he's having a decent year right now, honestly. And, um, but the Eagles secondary, that's the problem. I mean, not only is it the Eagles secondary, but the Eagles commit turnover after turnover after turnover. None of those guys on the offense can hold on to the ball. It's actually embarrassing. They've had seven turnovers in these past two weeks, and most of them are off of fumbles, and it's not good. And, I mean, Carson Wentz is throwing good passes. His receivers just can't catch them. I mean, I don't know what they're going to have to do. They might have to bring Stickham back for these Eagles receivers because <laughs> this is just – I mean, you can't drop balls especially in yeah the nfl i mean you just can't yeah wentz wentz had an interception wentz lost two fumbles and uh goder also lost one fumble for the eagles so that's rough and, and even looking at these numbers uh in the receiving game too um alshon jeffrey um dropped three targets um nelson aguilar missed two Ertz missed three and, you know, it's just Wentz is not doing a great job of finding his receivers right now, and his receivers are not doing a great job of bringing the football in either. Can't win like that. You just can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's the Eagles. Um, the Eagles are really in a, in a tough situation right now. They, they really are in a, a fold or compete mode. Um, situation right now. They've got some tough ones coming up too. Look, looking ahead at their schedule next week at the Buffalo Bills. So that that's not going to be an easy one. Um, 
It'll be um, then the week after versus the Chicago Bears. Then after that versus the Patriots. Ooh, then, then versus the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. The next four games for the for the Eagles with one by between a couple of them um, are going to be huge. The Eagles could very well see themselves as three and eight here in a few weeks. Yeah, they're going to need to uh, at least take two of those to stay in playoff hopes. I mean, playoff contention because uh, falling down to uh, like four and seven, that's bad. And it, your playoff hopes are pretty much done for after that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. really. They really are. So they're so going to need two of these four. Yeah. So I, I think in my opinion, I've got to, I've got to say the game of the day yesterday was the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Indianapolis Colts are the best team in the AFC, or I'd say these two uh-huh. teams are the two best teams in the AFC right now, and the Colts coming out on top uh, yesterday afternoon. Well, let me say this. If Jacoby Brissett is playing good, that Colts team looks absolutely unstoppable. Their offense, what I, I mean, you you really came into the season uh, thinking, I mean, the Colts without Andrew Luck, I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to? Are they going to tank? Are they going to have a good season? I mean, it really doesn't toss up. But um, really, I mean, Jacoby Brissett has came in and he has performed. I mean, he just he's just throwing dimes. I mean, 26 for 39, 326 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, he played better than maybe the best quarterback in the, the whole league, Deshaun Watson, who had a pretty bad game. Okay. But, I mean, if, if you really think about it, the Colts – have had quite a few injuries on defense this year. And, I mean, they've managed to dominate a lot of teams on the defensive side yeah. of the ball. Yeah. Are, are the Indianapolis Colts contenders without Andrew Luck? I, I think they are. I think they're – I think as of now they're a Super Bowl contender right yeah. now. And in my opinion, these two teams are the best two teams in the AFC, especially I watched most of that game yesterday. And the Colts defense – is outstanding. They just made a bunch of huge plays. Darius Leonard is a, a stud on that yeah. defense. He had the pick to seal it in the end. He had uh, 10 tackles. Justin Houston made a bunch of huge, uh, huge plays, a couple huge sacks, and a couple tackles for loss as well. Um, this defense is really the difference maker in this Colts team, a defense um, which the Colts have not had um, in a little while also. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, he came into this year, Darius Leonard was um, injured, but um, it, it doesn't look like he slowed down a bit from his rookie campaign. And, I mean, yeah. he just came back and he's already dominating again. And, I mean, it's great to watch this guy. He's a great player. He's a good guy on and off. Yeah, field, could you so imagine this Colts team, if they still had luck, I mean, they might be undefeated right now, honestly. Yeah, I they, think they I would mean, be. Wow. Just think of the, the two losses they've – even now they should be undefeated because the two losses they had, um, the one – well, at least the first one, the one against the Chargers in overtime, uh, they should have they won because Vinatieri missed a couple kicks. So, that at the least, they should be 5-1. and one. Right. So, yeah, I mean – Yeah. The, I really did not expect this from the Colts. I'm not even going to lie. No. I, I didn't really see them being – this good without yeah. Andrew Luck. Yeah, I, this. I mean, they're really doing it. They can win. Um, they've showed that they can win 
doing multiple things. They can win making plays on the defensive end. They can win um, by running the football. They showed yesterday they can win by passing the football. And this re- their receiving game is developing so many weapons as well. Um, Pascal becoming huge for the Colts' uh, offense. T.Y. Hilton as good as ever. Um, Eric Ebron has become uh, a probably top 10 tight end in the league. And, um, you know, these Colts are really finding ways to win yeah. football games here this season. Yeah, I mean, their offense is really coming around without Andrew Luck. And, I mean, obviously that defense has been playing amazing this season. So, I, I things are bright for the Colts in the future, I think. Yeah, and look, looking ahead, um, I just looked at the Colts' schedule as well. They've got a ton of very winnable games coming up. They've got um, the Broncos next week, Pittsburgh the week after, Miami the week after that, and Jacksonville following that one before they face the Texans again. So the Colts could go into that next game against the Texans sitting at 8-2 and two and probably in the driver's seat for a first-round bye, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I mean, especially with all these uh, – I mean, with the Chiefs uh, missing Patrick Mahomes, I mean, really the first seed in the AFC is wide open. I mean, you obviously have the Patriots. But, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't think the Patriots are that good of a team. I mean, they're obviously good. I mean, they're seven and zero. I mean, six and zero. Yeah, six and zero. But I mean, they have they really played anybody? I mean, they've been playing against horrible teams. I mean, yeah, their defense looks amazing. But um, I think tonight with the Jets having Sam Darnold back, I think he'll actually test this Patriots defense finally. But um, I mean, I I mean, I I want to say the Patriots aren't that good, but I can't really yeah, count right. them out yet with them being 6-0. and But we'll we'll see when they de- when they finally start getting tested. Yeah, the Patriots will be playing the Jets on Monday Night Football tonight. Um, but looking um, at the teams they've played so far, they've only played one team that's over 500 right now um, in the Buffalo Bills. And that, that was almost a loss. That was a really close one. Um, but really um, – the Patriots' schedule is going to get uh, very tough uh, here soon. They've got the Ravens, um, the Texans, the Chiefs, um, and another one against the Bills still looming on that schedule. So um, it's going to even out in the in the end, and the Patriots will be tested. But as of now, um, you know, I agree with you, Anthony, in saying that you want to say they're they're not that good. But the thing is, is they've taken care of business. Right. They've done. They played bad teams, but they did what they needed to do against bad teams. Yeah, you know, when you doubt Tom Brady, he always proves you wrong. So I'm not going to doubt the Patriots right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Another team that proved um, they should not be doubted. Um, actually, two teams, I'd say, that proved they should not be doubted yesterday are um, both of your guys' favorite teams, the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh both with great performances yesterday, and that is going to be a heck of a battle um, as the season um, comes to the wire, comes down to the wire here in the NFC North. I mean, that, that, that's going to be game of the year, I bet you. I mean, it's going to be an amazing game. It's going to be prime time on Monday night. And, I mean, oh, man, it's, it's going to be a great game. I mean, I can't lie. The, the Packers have had a really great season. 
I mean, if our offense doesn't perform, the defense comes around and does a job. If their defense doesn't perform very well, the offense comes around and does a job. They're a really balanced team. Yeah. And I mean, their their run game has really developed. Um, their passing game is starting to finally come around. And uh, their receivers, that is kind of iffy without um hey, he's back. Without Adams. But I mean, when you have Aaron Rodgers putting the ball where it needs to be, anybody can catch it. So Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the Packers are looking really good right now. And I mean, as of right now, they're the front runner. But I mean, th- this division's a real toss-up between the Packers and the Vikings, in my opinion. And I mean, it's not like the Vikings' schedule gets too tough. I mean, they play the Redskins, they play the Chiefs without uh, Patrick Mahomes, they play the Cowboys, they play the Broncos, they play the Seahawks, which should all—they're they're all very winnable games. And they also then they play against the Lions and the Chargers. So I mean, the Vikings could end up winning all of those games and um then they could play the Packers and the Bears which would be very two tough um divisional games but I mean with Kirk Cousins finally coming around anything can happen for this Minnesota team I mean they look great um on both sides of the ball yeah and I think uh Aaron Rodgers the GOAT six touchdowns um 350 touchdowns in 172 games fastest ever do it and uh, Packers. He's not the greatest Packers of all time. Packers fifteen one, Vikings ten six. I'd say. I'd say he's top five, five or ten probably, but he's not. You cannot say Aaron Rodgers is better than. He's not. He, if he wins five more Super Bowls, then you can maybe say he's as good as Tom Brady. Yeah. Hey, no, he's not. Yeah, our team's looking good. I'm excited for this year, and I'm excited for that Vikings matchup later in the year. That's that's my favorite matchup for the rest of the year, honestly, for the Packers. Yeah, honestly, I, I think we've we've got to give credit to Aaron Rodgers for that performance yesterday. I mean, we were some people were starting to doubt as um, you know what Rodgers was. Cough, cough, um, Anthony. Where where Rodgers been this whole season? Is his his numbers were not amazing, but he came out yesterday against a Raiders defense and a Raiders team that's actually played pretty well so far this season, and he was nearly perfect. 25 for 31, 429 yards, five touchdowns, add another one on the ground. Aaron Rodgers carried that Packers team yesterday, and that was the old Aaron Rodgers that we saw, vintage Aaron Rodgers yesterday. Yeah, and I mean, it was a really nice thing to see. I mean, it was a great game, and I mean, even if you hate the team, you love to see some good football being played. Exactly. So that's great. But, I mean, let's talk about um, somebody who came into this season as a laughing stock of the league, Kirk Cousins, who has had an amazing uh, past three weeks. I mean, even I was doubting this guy. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was calling him trash. I mean, I was depressed <laughs> that uh, we got him. And, I mean, I, I really thought that we were going to be able to make a run at the Super Bowl again. And then, I mean, Kirk Cousins just stunk it up the first couple of weeks. But, I mean, these past three weeks, he's really came around. I mean – He's been killing the defenses. And, I mean, yeah, you can say that he hasn't played against the best defenses, defenses, but um, it's kind of like the Patriots. I mean, he's getting the job done when it needs to be done. I mean, yesterday uh, he had 24 for 34, 337 yards, four touchdowns. And, I mean, with Kirk performing, it really balances out this offense. And, I mean, it makes them hard to stop. I mean, all the weapons they have um, on the offense. They have Dalvin Cook. 
Um, they have rookie Alexander Madison, who has looked pretty good this season. Um, they have Stefan Diggs, um, Irv Smith, Kyle Rudolph. And, I mean, Adam Thielen, I'm not too sure, like, if he's going to be back by next week. But, I mean, they're very optimistic about the injury. So, we could be having him back within the – I mean, even on Thursday night or – I mean, the worst comes to worst uh, after this game on Thursday. So, I mean, the Vikings are a real powerhouse in the NFC. I mean, I think they're a top uh, three to five team in the NFC right now. So, things look good for the Vikings yeah, right I'm, now. I mean, with, with the Vikings, we all know how good the Vikings defense is. The, the Vikings defense is number two, no doubt, in the league next to the Chicago Bears. And um, so uh, – you, you always know the Vikings defense is going to come through, even though they gave up 30 points credit to Matt Stafford, who had a heck of a game as well. Um, but the, the question mark is always going to be the Vikings offense. And if the Vikings offense can come through like they have the last three weeks, this team is going to look really scary. Um, probably even top five in the league here as the rest of the season goes on. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just want to point this out. Last time we started two and two, we went thirteen and three and made a run for the Super Bowl. Hey, so, guess what? Rodgers hurt that, that year, you know, so um, that won't happen again. I'm not really worried about no. the Packers in the playoffs. Okay. Hey, how the second look down there, by the Can't way? Look I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the last couple of years, the Packers have been seeing a lot of third place. So, well, you know, Rodgers has been chilling. You know, he's been kind of hurt. I mean, it still happened, right? right. Still hey, third place. Six touchdowns. Though. Six touchdowns. Uh, hey, Marcus Mariota was we'll also good last year, and we still went nine to seven. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on, Jay. Was your coach Mike McCarthy? No, it was Mike Vrabel <laughs> who's even worse. <laughs> Mike Vrabel, man, it, man, it feels great having a great coach in Mike Zimmer. Honestly, yeah, what a great coach better, he is. But... Yeah, I think it, does it feel great having a great wide receivers coach in Daryl Hazel too? Oh man, that guy! I hate him so much. I, I mean, thank God he's not like a coach, coach like a friggin' offensive coordinator or anything. Because I mean, after that, hey, but I mean, I mean he's actually I doing his did. job though. I mean, look at the the way uh, Diggs and Thielen have been coming up the last couple of years when he's been there. He's actually doing a great job. Yeah. He has been. He has been. I mean, is, I mean, maybe he wasn't a true coach, like a true yeah. head coach for Purdue. You see, to step down and right. do something different to benefit another team. And I mean, I mean, the receivers ever since they called out uh, Mr. Kirk have been lighting it up. I mean, both Thielen and Diggs. And I mean, as of right now, I'm pretty sure that this Vikings team could go 14 to two or 13 to three. They could, they could possibly not lose another game. Yeah, I mean, okay. with these, with these next couple of matchups, they should be easy wins. The no, only tough games that we have for the rest of the year are the Lions, the Lions, uh, Packers, and the Bears. And I mean, those are all divisional uh, matchups. And I, I think those are the only three games that they could lose um, on the stretch. But I mean, if they manage to beat the Lions again, and then the Packers, and th- then the Bears, I mean. Come hey, on. I mean, yeah, they're solid. They're a second-place team. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean, let's be real. 
I can see the Minnesota Vikings if Kirk uh, keeps this up. I could see them as uh, first seed in the NFC. Yeah, okay. I, I think I could. I could almost agree with you there. I think. Um, I think no doubt. I'd say um, the 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 Vikings, the Packers, and the not in any particular order. The Vikings, the Packers, and the Saints and the Forty ers are for sure the top four teams in the NFC right now. The Saints, what a team! I mean. Without Drew Brees, I mean, they look even better than they did with Drew Brees. I mean, I mean, it's great seeing uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, back on the field and, I mean, doing yeah. his job. I, I just got to say, Michael Thomas is, might be the best receiver in the league. That guy's an animal. He is. He's, he's yeah. really um, stepping up in the absence of Brees. Um, and let's talk about the Saints in their game yesterday against the Bears, who um, that game was almost a toss-up uh, going in as uh, – Obviously, Breeze still out. The Saints starting tight end, Jared Cook, was out. And then, uh, obviously, running back uh, Alvin Kamara was out. So, there was a lot of question marks surrounding the Saints yesterday. But they went into Chicago and took care of business against the Bears in a game which um, they ran away with in the second half. Had a 26-10 to lead as, at one point, finished uh, – with the 36 to 25 win. And like you said, Teddy Bridgewater has done a heck of a job leading the saints team here in the last few weeks. Yep. Did exactly what he's been needing to do uh, and win the saints games. I mean, I don't really think Sean Payton was expecting them to be six and one right now, but I mean, he, he got the job done. And I mean, Teddy Bridgewater has, He's put this Saints team in a great position for the playoffs, and this could be the year that they finally win the Super Bowl. I mean, it really could be. They look amazing right now. The receivers, the defense, I mean, everything looks great right now. And even with the absence of Alvin Kamara, we saw Latavius Murray step it up and, I mean, have an amazing game. He was huge. He was huge, especially and consider going against the Bears defense, who is um, unanimously pretty much the number one defense in the league. And the Saints came in and pretty much had no problems. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, almost 300 yards, two touchdowns. Latavius Murray, as you just mentioned, 119 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. He was huge stepping in for Kamara yesterday. And this Saints offense is really rolling, and the defense is not playing too bad either. Yeah, I, yeah. I just got to say, the Bears offense is just atrocious. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they're not very good. Mitchell Trubisky is not a starting quarterback right now. I don't think he's I don't think he's completely ready for a starting role as a quarterback. But um I mean he has he has potential for sure, but I mean I don't know. He he makes good throws, but then again sometimes he just I mean sometimes I, I just can't see him being a starting quarterback uh right now. I mean he didn't have a horrible game yeah. uh yesterday i mean 34 for 54 um 251 yards two touchdowns no interceptions but i mean a bunch of i don't even think i don't even think the problem is as much the passing game for the bears i think it's it's first of all that there's just no overall direction in this offense you don't really know which direction it's heading in and second of all the the Bears offense has zero run game right now. Yesterday, oh my God. seven rushes for seventeen yards on the ground. God. So, um, and and it makes you question why would the Bears have traded Jordan Howard in the off season when he was their leading running back the last couple of years? The offense looked pretty good for the most part last year, 
and and you trade Jordan Howard, your key uh, piece in the running game, and you had him and Tariq Cohen, who were a great pair back there in the backfield. And then now Jordan Howard's gone, and the rushing game is going nowhere right now. I know why. The, I mean the 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 Bears without Jordan Howard, they don't really have any any more balance. I mean they had their speed back in Tariq Cohen who could also catch the ball. And then they had their um, really balanced running back in Jordan Howard who can catch it, run it. I mean, he can do it all. And I mean, it's not like he was bad on the Bears. I mean, he was putting up 1,000-yard seasons almost every year, I mean, without anybody even talking about it. And, I mean, without Jordan Howard, I mean, it really hurts their run game. I mean, because Tariq Cohen, yeah, he's more like a Darren Sproles guy. And um, he – if he can't get to the outside, then, I mean, he's not really going to be breaking any tackles yeah. because of how small he is. But, I mean, Jordan Howard could do that. And, I mean, David Montgomery, I mean, he this guy has a ton of potential. But, I mean, this is just his first year, so I wouldn't be too worried about how he played the other day because, I mean, this guy, the sky's the limit for this dude. But as of right now, the Bears uh, running, D, um, running offense is really uh, suffering yeah. without Jordan Howard. All right, so I think we've covered everything pretty much in the NFL landscape. Let's move on to the uh, fantasy spotlight for the week. Um, A crazy week in in the fantasy football league this week. Um, We're looking to possibly have six teams tied from second to seventh place in the league if things hold up as they are now as uh, Indiana Goats – Coached by uh, GM by Anthony, looking to be in first place after coming up with the win. Um, Ashton's team, uh, really a great week this week. Um, and, and we'll see if they retain the consistency. We've got uh, Team Overman ahead of uh, Team Modder still. Uh, Will's team only putting up 94 points, but they're going to get the blowout victory against Atreyu. And then uh, Team Alderson against uh, TTP, you know, a tough week for TTP. But, you know, we're going to keep trusting the process as the season goes on. Yeah, and I mean, I came into this week with my team, and I was not expecting a win at all. I mean, missing Kamara and Godwin, I mean, and Cooper was very questionable. And then, I mean, after Will Fuller got hurt in the, in the first quarter, I mean, I thought I was really screwed. But thank God I pulled off the win. And, I mean, this is the best situation for me with um, Jay looking like he might be losing this week and Walker looking like he might be losing this week. So, I mean, it's the best I could hope for. And, I mean, next week I think we're going to come in catch another one. Yeah, and I need Michelle to go McCaffrey mill tonight. I mean, this guy's got to drop at least 30 because Oberman still has James White. So uh, Yeah, and, and, I mean, James White's getting a lot of the reps. So, I mean, we'll see. But – um. Yeah, yeah, it's against the Jets, too, so it's really going to just depend on uh, who they decide to hand the football to because the Jets' rush defense uh, has not done too well this season. So uh, it's just going to depend on who, who gets the most carries for the Patriots. But I think uh, with Jacob having a plus-14 advantage going into this one, I, I think he, he's probably going to finish this out. Not yeah. Trust Michelle. And then, I mean, we've seen uh... – Walker squad uh, really struggle after um, being amazing these past couple weeks. I mean, Walker's team, 
is the biggest fluke in all fantasy football. Who would have thought that Waller would have, I mean, just been like the best fantasy tight end in the league? <laughs> Who would have thought that the Patriots defense would average 20 points? I mean, what the heck? I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. And Cooper Cup? What? Who would, dude, he's like the third best receiver on the Rams. <laughs> I mean, he's just getting all the targets. And I mean, he's just put, putting up amazing numbers. I mean, uh, it's crazy to me. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we've seen uh, Maj's team struggle a lot these past couple of weeks. I mean, Maj, you really started the wrong quarterback. Uh, you really should have put in Stafford. But, um, yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, I mean, we're we're gonna trust the process because we got a great squad. Uh, we rebuilt the squad um, this week uh, with a couple huge trades and uh, getting some guys off a of bye next week. I, I think we're gonna yeah. look good. We we got some great yeah. matchups going against Walker next week. We got I got the fantasy goat Christian McCaffrey coming in. Um, him and Jacob's gonna be pretty deadly there at running back. Yeah. Um, I need DJ Chark to get back to his top five form. Um, but then, you know, Stefan Diggs looking like he's going to be a solid piece for me. Uh, Evan Ingram needs to get healthy again. And I, I think we got some great pieces. We can do some damage here. We just process the rest of the season. And, uh, my problem with this week that I didn't have any running backs going to the week. Plus Adam was out again with the stupid turf toe. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Montgomery I, and, at one point, I mean, he's getting dropped at, after this. Yeah. And, and Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz had a terrible game for yep. you. He really kind of, he really kind of um, screwed you yeah, all oh, there. And Russell Wilson played like he had diarrhea. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened, dude. I'm telling you, uh, the Seahawks are the most overrated team in the league. To be honest, I mean they're good and all, but I mean it's really just a Russell Wilson show out there for the Seahawks, and they're not going to be able to beat the really good teams as we saw right. uh, yesterday. So yeah, we'll see about that. that. And I mean, that was not a big problem. Can we talk about Atreides' horrible fantasy week? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, geez. David Johnson, zero points. Marlon Mack, eight points. Brandon Cooks, nine points. Alshon Jeffrey, five points. Delaney Walker, zero points. Devonta Freeman, three points. Green Bay defense, negative three points. <laughs> I mean, Will Lutz is almost his leading scorer. Brandon I mean, Cooks is his leading yeah, by by one point, and I mean, Atreides got thirty points right now. Maybe uh, Tom Brady will have a uh, the best game of his whole entire career and put up a hundred fantasy points. <laughs> I mean, that's what Atreides needs. Atreides uh, needs Tom Brady's uh, throw like thirteen touchdowns and, that, and run for a couple like he did last so, uh, week. So so far this team this this week, Atreides team thirty, Marvin Jones forty three. <laughs> 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 man, that's great. I tell you, never starts the right players, and I mean, it's just hilarious. Oh yeah, it, it, uh, imagine if 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 he would have started Marvin Jones last week, and or uh, if Marvin Jones had forty three for him last week when he started him against you. Oh man, <laughs> dude, that would have been the that would have been depressing, man. Because you know it's funny because I traded him to a trade you, and that would have just sucked. Yeah, I, I mean, I would have really regretted that trade, but um, yeah. I, I tell you, that guy, he just never starts the right guys. Ever. Oh, yeah, his bench is the best team in the league. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> this league is so competitive this year. I mean, it shows we're going to have six teams tied for second place. Um, only one, all of them only one game out of first place. And then, you know, we got three teams stuck at the cellar in the bottom. But, you know, 
Um, I I think this is has been probably the best fantasy season um, I've been a part of so far. It's just been so competitive. You never really know who's going to win week by week. Yeah. If you guys had to pick right now, um, try to be as unbiased as possible. Who would be your favorite to come out with the title right now? Jay or me? Yeah, same. I don't know. I, I, I think I, I think I gotta go with Ashton to be honest, because I mean I I, I helped got I, I'm gonna I'm gonna need some credit when he wins because I helped just load up his squad. Um I might be the best I might be the GM of the year because I've loaded up Ashton's squad, I loaded up Jay's squad, I loaded up Anthony's team, and I loaded up Jacob's team. I, I've helped four teams get to some success so far this season, but you know, Ashton's team looking pretty deadly right now. Um, especially yeah. if Aaron Rodgers puts up numbers like he did this week. He had 43 this week. A- Ashton has had every single player in double digits this week. T.Y. Hilton. That's a great um, week there. I love it. And then Leonard Fournette has been pretty great. Tyler Lockett had a nice week. So, you know, Ashton's team, I think it, it would be my pick to win the title right now. They're just too inconsistent for me. I mean, Keenan Allen's been really inconsistent. Hunter Henry, I mean, yeah, he's had two pretty solid weeks, but I mean, who knows if he'll keep it up. And, but I mean, his running backs look really nice. Uh, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, but I mean, you never know with Aaron Jones. And then, I mean, Fournette, I mean, yeah, he's had a couple of great weeks, but uh, we'll see how he plays in the foreseeable future. But uh, Ashton's team, yeah, they look really good right now. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, but you never know what can happen. It's fantasy football. It's all about the luck. So, um, yeah, we'll see how this whole, whole fantasy thing plays out in the future. There, there's still a lot of time left, too. I mean, we've got – we're seven weeks in. We're – yeah, seven weeks in now. We've got six weeks left in the regular season. And uh, the way the way this season's looking, I think even anyone uh, anyone in the top eight that makes the playoffs is going to have a shot at the title. Honestly, yeah. I mean, really, everything's really good right now. Honestly, everything has firepower here and there. It's not like last year where it was just my show, you know. There. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no no team. I don't think any team will ever be as good as that team was. But, I mean, Ashton's team, I, I just, they just look so deadly right now. And really, um, don't um, underestimate uh, Jacob's team either. I mean, right. he's got Jacoby Percent, who's played solid. He's got um, Chris Carson, who's been decent. Tyreek Hill is finally back. Austin Hooper, the best tight end in the league right now. And uh, he's got some other role guys who have put on some decent numbers the last few weeks, too. Um, yeah. But, I mean, really, in my opinion, if you put me and Jay's team both at full power, uh, I think it's right, really yeah. tough to beat us. I mean, I got Dak Prescott, who's a top three fantasy QB. Dalvin Cook, who's, I mean, obviously amazing. Um, I have Cooper, Godwin, Galladay, Kittle. I mean, my team – I mean, me and Jay's team, I mean, I really don't see – I the only team I can really see beating us at full power is Ashton's team. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, like I said, fantasy, it's all luck. Right. So, we'll see. We'll see how this yeah. season plays out. I think out. my team at full power, too, is going to be pretty nice. You know, we're going to have uh, – as long as we start, it's just going to be – we're going to have to make some tough decisions every week because uh, it's – my quarterback spot is really a toss-up. You – I always pick the wrong quarterback to spot start every single week for the last two years. It's like I have Kyler Murray, who was top 10, 
put up six points this week against the New York Giants. Then I had Matthew Stafford against the Vikings, number two defense in the league, put up 28. I mean, how are you even supposed to know who to start? I think Stafford just started right now. And, you know, it's pretty crazy. If you started Stafford, you'd probably be winning right now. And, I mean, you would be, but, I mean, you'd probably win this game. Um, a pretty deep hole. I mean, your team might need to win out. So, I just need to score some touchdowns. I mean, I I don't even remember the last time looking on my looking on my uh, game cast and seeing PD on any of my players the last two weeks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, your team really hasn't been scoring any touchdowns. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, anything can happen. Like I said, yeah, like luck. I've got to use all three of my wide receivers yet. All three of my super wide receivers yet because Devontae Adams. Freaking tell her or something. I don't even know, but it's making me really mad. I'm getting impatient on Devontae Adams. Anybody want him? <laughs> uh, it'd be great to have. He'd be great to have. All right. So I, I think we're good on the fantasy recap. We'll see how that turns out in the next few weeks. Uh, let's move on to MLB. What a run this playoff has been. It's been probably the, the best and most enjoyable playoff that I can remember. Um, Take away 2016 because, you know, 2016 world champs. But um, <laughs> this playoff has been really great. And there's been a lot of things you really just – I mean, obviously everyone could have probably predicted the Astros to make the World Series. But there's been a lot of things that really – you couldn't have really thought were going to happen going into this playoffs. I mean, who would have thought that the Nationals and the Cardinals would be uh, competing for the pennant? I mean, I never would have freaking thought about that. The Dodgers didn't really think that they'd uh, lose. That was surprising. I mean, that made me sick to my stomach. I mean, I didn't think they were going to win the World Series, but, I mean, I didn't think they'd lose this that early. Uh, the Astros, I mean, how do you beat them? I mean, the pitching rotation is so good. The batting lineup is so good. I mean, stacked team. It's like the Warriors in 2017. You, you know who I really, who I think that Nationals have made sick to their stomach is Jay. Oh, <laughs> Bryce Harper. I mean, maybe maybe Bryce Harper was a problem in uh, Washington. I mean, no. Who knows? Hey, Harper's laughing for the bank. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> He's okay being on an average at best team. Uh, no, uh, an injury prone team. Oh jeez, Jay, you guys had your best season in five years, and you were eighty. We're not going there. We're not going there. We're not going there. All right, so let's stick to the playoffs. So Washington Nationals, first of all, swept the St. Louis Cardinals, made them look like they shouldn't have even been anywhere near the playoffs. I mean, it was a an amazing, a great series by the Nationals all around. Hitting um, was great. Pitching was outstanding. Only gave up. Um, six runs the Cardinals in four games. The Nationals are really clicking on all cylinders right now. Yeah, I mean, it's their pitching rotation. I mean, they've looked great. I mean, their batting lineup has looked amazing. And, uh, hey, I mean, it's been a great run for the Nationals, but we'll have to yeah. see how they do against the uh, Astros. I don't know. I mean, I, I think if I had to pick someone – just to be safe, I'd, I'd pick the Astros. But, you know, the, I think it's going to depend on this Nationals pitching staff because I, I think they really can shut down these Astros bats. I mean, and this World Series might be one of the best, um, like, pitching starting pitching matchups in a World Series in a long time. 
I mean, you look at these first three games that are set now. We have Tuesday night, tomorrow night at 8, Max Scherzer versus Garrett Cole. Oh, man. Probably the two best pitchers in this league. We have Steven Strasburg against Justin Verlander on Wednesday night. God. And then Friday, a pretty good solid uh, number three matchup. We have Zach Greinke against Patrick Corbin. And then uh, then uh, it's to be determined the rest of the series. But those three matchups, especially those first two, are going to be pretty much toss-ups those first two games. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty hard to beat Garrett Cole. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Mad Max is a madman. So yeah. I mean, we'll see it, what happens. It, it's tough to beat Garrett Cole. But if anyone can do it, it would be Max Scherzer. For sure, for sure. I mean, this is going to be a great series. I mean, I can't wait to see what happens. And yeah. um, it'll be great to watch. But, I mean, the Cardinals, imagine stealing a playoff spot from the Cubs just to get swept. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm actually kind of glad the Cubs didn't make the playoffs and, I mean, possibly go to the World Series because I mean, we probably would have gotten our butts handed to us by the uh, Astros. And I would have been very disappointed because, I mean, our pitching staff is – so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this Nationals team, too, their lineup is looking so deep right now. I mean, you, you've you got Trey Turner, who's playing some great baseball at their leadoff spot. Anthony Rendon, one of the best hitters in the league this season. Juan Soto, looking like he's better than Bryce Harper and slid into Bryce Harper's spot with no problem. Yeah, okay. Howie Kendrick has come out of nowhere in this playoffs. And Ryan Zimmerman playing like the face of the franchise of the Nationals that he's been for the last 10 years or so. Yeah, okay. I mean, I like the Nationals, you know, but, I mean, when Jose Altuve is like your fourth best batter, I mean, what are you going to do? I, yeah, I, I mean, mean, I don't know. It's, it, I mean, in a pitching matchup like this, you, you never really know. It can go either way. It just depends on who shows up. And if, if Max Scherzer pitches like he has been the last few games – I don't know. I think the Nationals, I mean, if they can scrape up some runs on Garrett Cole, it, it's that's what it's going to come down to. It's just going to come up to sc- scraping some runs because I think these games, these first two games, are going to be very low scoring. And bullpen-wise, I'd have to I'd have to give the edge to the Washington Nationals too. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I, – I just can't count the Astros out. I just can't. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just so good. I mean, it's. I mean, to me, I, I just, I think it's going to be a toss up. I think it's just going to come down to a few factors. I think the pitching, um, if, if Scherzer and Strasburg, um, and even which I, I, I'm kind of confused. I don't know why Anibal Sanchez is starting because he's pitched great, um, so far these playoffs. They'll probably save and it. I, I think if, if, if those three and the, if Corbin shows up game three and the Nationals bullpen, Sean Doolittle, Daniel Hudson keeps pitching like they have been, I don't know. I think that the Nationals might give the Astros a run for their money. I mean, let's just put it this way. The Nationals are going to have to play their best baseball to beat They the will. Astros. They will. I, I think they are going to have to be flawless um, in a lot of things in the hitting, um, scraping out some runs off of Cole and Verlander who have actually shown to be a little shaky. At, I mean, not not Garrett Cole, but uh, Justin Verlander has been a little shaky this postseason. And uh, 
And, you know, so the, the Astros, you know, are a little beatable, but I, I think I'd have to give them the edge. But I think it's going to be a very close World Series. Yeah, so uh, back on episode one, we made our picks, and uh, me and Anthony's picks were still in. We, we both had the Astros winning. So, uh, yeah, and then Mosh's pick did not go as planned. Picked the Yankees. Hey, we almost – they almost made a run. Um, I thought when LeMahieu hit that home run in the top of the ninth, uh, I think I thought the Yankees were going to do it. And then Roldis Chapman had some tough luck closing out uh, some big playoff games. Gave up his second uh, playoff home run. The midget. To Jose Altuve. The first one coming to Rajay Davis in game seven. We all know how that went. But, you know, the Yankees – Put up a fight. I mean, that was that was a heck of. I watched almost all that game six. That was a great game. Yeah, I was sure. Yeah, for sure. But I think I think that's all we got for today. So episode three in the books. Stay tuned. We might be coming out with another one uh, as NBA starts later this week. Oh, but uh, that that's going to be fascinating to watch tomorrow night. Uh, Raptors and uh, the Pelicans. And then the Lakers and the Clippers uh, tomorrow night. So those are going to be some two great games to tune in. But uh, we'll we'll be looking to hopefully come out uh, with another episode later this week. But Anthony J, great episode today. Yep, for sure. Yep. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Yep. We're signing out. Episode three, uh, LJHS Bros Undisputed in the book.